must be new here. But no worries, so am I. Welcome to Small Girl Abroad, and I'm your host, Ali. Hi everyone, happy December. Welcome to today's episode. If you're doing your shopping already, or you're decorating your houses, then you're good to go. But if you're one of those people who are not having or celebrating the Christmas as a holiday, then that's also okay. But mainly, I want to say that December is a month of giving thanks and looking back and appreciating what we have currently and what we had for the current year. I know it has not been easy and I know that many people are also going through a lot of things. Although this month is about happiness and, you know, appreciation, there are many things that we do not see. There are many smiling faces, but behind that is a sad heart or simply a mind that is controlled with thoughts that we don't want. But I wanted to talk about that and also remind everyone that we don't have to go through things alone. And for today's episode, I am excited to introduce our guest. Her name is Aizel. I met her, I think, 10 years ago, and she's the cousin of my longtime classmate, if that made sense. And I saw her recently on social media, and yeah, we kept in touch. So she's now working in a tech company in Singapore and is now living with her husband. But of course, she will talk about that later on with us. But before we do, I would like to share a quick uh, statement in relation to the topic for today. Depression is feeling like you've lost something, but having no clue when or where you last had it. Then one day, you realize what you lost is yourself. And I hope that we don't lose ourselves a lot. And to some people, unfortunately, it happens quite often. But anyway, I won't keep you. Let's welcome Aisel. Just an FYI, sorry. Uh, sometimes there will be uh, planes passing by because I live near the airport, so... I've never had the plane on the background, which <laughs> is kind of cool. So it feels yeah. so uh, international. <laughs> so, yeah, well, anyway, Aisel, how are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I think the last time that we... sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. So that's why I scheduled these calls like really early in the morning. So oh. she's still dreaming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, last time we talked, I think, you know, we were just passing by and <laughs> saying hi to yeah. each other, I don't know, <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, in Lasalle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know why um, <laughs> it took a while, but yeah, uh, in general, how, how are you doing? I I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although yeah, there are days when you know you know with depression you feel low and everything. But I think the pandemic is like the best, the most trigger. You know, we cannot go back home like visit our family, so mm-hmm. it, it's difficult. So I hope you're also coping up well. 
Especially you're very far in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it's good to know that you're doing well now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And as for, you know, going home, I haven't uh, been home in a while as well. Uh, I think three years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but um, it's all good. We, we, I mean, my family and I, we talk every day. So yeah. I think that that is um, helping a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get started, I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, about you. Um, so can you tell me where you are? Which country do you <laughs> live right. in? So uh, I'm currently staying, living in Singapore. I moved here back in 2018 and then uh, I started with a job. And then, so I actually moved here because of my boyfriend then and now husband. Mm -hmm. We got married last year and uh, we've settled in our own place last year as well. Yeah. So right, yeah, right now I'm working in a tech company as a learning designer. And yeah, that's, that's mostly about me. Mm -hmm. Well, that's nice to know. And congratulations, okay. by the way, on your wedding and um, yeah. this first year of marriage. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been seeing your post um, <laughs> about your uh, house and yeah. the progress that you're making, um, you know, step by step. <laughs> mm -hmm, and, yeah. yeah, your house is really beautiful. That's so inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's so nice to have your own home and uh, redecorate and just do everything according to your style, isn't it? Yeah, so the, that keeps me busy. I'm always like looking for ways to uh, redesign and everything. So I'm looking forward to the December holidays because that'll mm -hmm. give me more time to redecorate and, you know, after a year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's really nice to have my own space, our own space, you know, you, you can comfortably move around and everything. So yeah, it's it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think so. And when you um, live in a space that you yourself and your partner, of course, <laughs> yeah. uh, decorated, it feels just like home, far away yeah. from home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When you moved to Singapore, what was the thing that you found most interesting? I would say the culture. Because mm -hmm. when I first when I first came to visit, I didn't know that Singapore actually has, you know, three races. It's mm -hmm. it's the country is comprised of three races, like Chinese, Malay, and Indians. Mm -hmm. So they have like four languages as well which is like you know according to different races so it was very interesting to me because at first I thought Singapore was like a pure Chinese country but then it's it's it was so nice to know that you know like there are different races and nationalities mm -hmm. and like so when I at first I was so nervous like what if <laughs> I experience like racism as a Filipino uh -huh. But then, but then everyone, but like knowing that we are all different and we all come from different backgrounds and everything. Mm -hmm. So that made me a bit more comfortable. But of course, it took me a while to settle as well because, you know, like people speak different languages. Yes. But when I go to like hawker centers, which is like food centers, uh, the aunties and uncles, they don't really speak straight English. Sometimes they uh -huh. would speak Chinese to me, assuming I'm Chinese. <laughs> 
So there's like those, you know, like small daily struggles of not knowing any other language than Filipino in English. But mm-hmm. and then sometimes you also fear that uh, because you're in a foreign land. But if you mm-hmm. think about it, everyone think we're all unique. We all come from different yeah. backgrounds, so it's all going to be okay. Just just blend in and settle in, you know, like adapt. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very important to respect their culture as well, especially you know we grew up in a Catholic Christian community, but here in Singapore they're like the people like of Hinduism background or mm-hmm. Muslim background. So it's very important to you know how to respect these cultures and religions. So yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. And uh, yeah. by being in a place where there's a lot of you know races and um, different backgrounds that helps you do yeah. that exactly yeah uh, so what um, what makes you um, what makes you happy while you are there well other than your husband of course who <laughs> is probably a delight to be yeah. with uh, I think it's uh, Singapore is a pretty safe country mm-hmm. you can just walk walk around the night 12 midnight without mm-hmm. without the fear of being molested or being robbed uh-huh. or anything so i think the safety i think is the best for me next would be the selection of food because you know mm-hmm. there's like a lot of nationalities and races there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of variety of food and it, it is really great and yeah i think overall food and people and the safety, safety. yes yeah Wow, I I just remembered um, how it was when I went there. I think mm-hmm. that was in 2015. Um, okay, but they I remember they have a lot of spicy food, and yeah, is it still the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still the same. So when I first moved here, I cannot really take spicy, but now mm. I cannot eat food without chili. So wow, I've adapted. Yeah, <laughs> you've gotten used to it. And yeah. yeah, and um, I think that you know when I when I see like YouTube videos and you know, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say commercial, but probably these vlogs um about Singapore, I think it involves a lot of food options. Yeah. So that's something that I also wanted to experience, but um, I haven't had a chance. So there you are, <laughs> and uh, experiencing this day by day. <laughs> yeah. You should yeah. come visit and I can come visit you next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will be fun. It's been a while. So I think that yeah. will be a good experience as well. So since you've been working there for quite some time as well, in the beginning, uh, are you already uh, fighting with something emotionally and mentally or was it still okay at the time? Uh, when I moved here, of course, uh, I struggled a bit, you know. I Like, the only people I know here was, like, my boyfriend and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have friends or relatives here. So, like, settling in, it took me a while. It took me a while to, like, you know, meet groups of people, find people that I like to hang out with. And I also miss my family a lot that time. But eventually, I was able to settle in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like Singapore has become my home and I'm more comfortable than ever. Yeah, it's been great. But, you know, like with the pandemic, it's mm-hmm. starting to like, like I feel more homesick now than I was before when I first moved in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's great, but it's also a bit difficult right now. Mm-hmm. 
that's understandable it's you know a lot of people are uh, experiencing this um feeling and the longing that yeah. they have for the family while you were you know starting there in singapore um mm-hmm. what is your process before you you know settled in and by that i meant <laughs> oh so sorry do you hear my baby yeah <laughs> okay so yeah she is uh i bet she's awake now um but okay so uh so when you moved in and you know you're trying to settle in the new place that you're in what was your process to adjust accordingly uh it was mostly just you know like having video calls with my family every day and like of course aside from that like to keep me less homesick you know like going out more mm-hmm. often like uh discovering the country that i now lived in learning learning how people live here it's more like me trying to adapt and like uh learning how people here move adapting to to how they do things how they eat what what uh-huh. food they eat so so it's yeah it's like It's it's a whole new world. It's not easy, but it's mm-hmm. totally it's fun. Is it's fun at the same time? You know, like discovering new things, learning new things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it uh like learning new things kept me busy, and like it was it was less. It was it it helped me to be less homesick because mm-hmm. you know like settling in and everything. But I also love the people. Uh, my my in-laws are like really nice mm-hmm. they help me settle okay. in you know although i because they are like singaporean chinese i still don't understand the language mm-hmm. but you know they're trying to they're, they're trying their best to speak to me in english and you know like helping me settle in teaching me how to do things and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah that's cool and um you know just to give us a little bit of a background how would you describe um the people in singapore in general what is their you know characteristics or what is the trait that you often uh, see in them i would say that singaporeans are are, are good because you know singapore is like a melting pot of different nationalities they're indians mm-hmm. they're malays there are also a lot of uh, foreigners from europe and us and of course filipinos so Uh, it's it's a mix. It's a country with different nationalities and different cultures, and and it's really nice that when I moved here, I don't feel different at all. You know, in mm-hmm. I like there's no discrimination. Like I felt like I belong here, mm-hmm. like everyone else, and uh, there's they're so welcome welcoming, which is uh really great. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. You are um, it's like a hug. <laughs> Um, yeah <laughs> you are welcomed with open arms and that helps yeah. a lot in adjusting to this new place yeah yeah now um now that it's you know I, i mean how many years have you been staying there again i've been staying here for four years four years in yeah. that span of four years um when and how did you realize that you are struggling um i would say mentally and emotionally Uh, I think it only started last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Although although I've had like some experiences in the past when I was mm-hmm. still in the Philippines. You know, like it's on and off thing, but lately starting last year it's 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 triggering me more. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
So do you think that uh, the pandemic was a big trigger for this? Yeah, I really think so. Because, you know, the pandemic, like we all cannot go out. There was also a period of time where you just have to stay home. You cannot meet friends or people. You cannot go mm-hmm. out anywhere. So that one was the hardest for me, although I have my husband and my and his family here. It was mm-hmm. still a struggle, you know, just to stay home. Like all you, ha- all you can do is work, work and everything. So it was tough. But and then we also kind of travel, you know, like just just the thought of like being stuck in a place and not being able to move was, I think, the hardest for me. Mm-hmm. I see. So you also, well, literally, we are stuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think that is a um, contribution to how we really feel as, as a community. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to to give uh, additional information on this one. So what really yeah. uh, caught my attention, uh, why I'm interviewing you, uh, was yeah. because um, first I know that you live in Singapore, and you know there must be things that are new to you. Mm-hmm. And then um, out of the blue, while I was uh, just checking. Uh, some stories I also noticed that you posted about depression Mm. and a lot of people I think that month October is the world um, mental awareness month yeah Um, and I think that many people say in general that oh I'm so depressed but that that kind of statement is mm, light it's not really that we are depressed but we are extremely uh, sad so I just mm-hmm. wanted to to talk about that feeling from someone who actually is going through that phase yeah. uh, on a deeper level not just mm-hmm. saying that um, yeah I'm, I'm depressed and, and that's it so um, yeah when I approached you I didn't know that mm-hmm. you are going through this and that you're mm-hmm. actually diagnosed Mm-hmm. Uh, but how did you find out? Uh, what made you uh, go to the doctor and say you need help? Uh, so I know of people, I actually have like some family members who actually has it. So when I started feeling different, I knew that it's not just I'm sad or like because I cannot go home. It's, it's, it, may, it, may be something, it might be something different, I thought. And then, so I actually started having symptoms in 2016. And then it got better after that. And for a few years, I was totally fine until the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I have this loathing, empty feeling. Because honestly, in all honesty, depression isn't just always being sad, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. Sometimes okay. you feel irritable. Sometimes... You feel loathing, you feel empty. Sometimes you don't feel anything at all. And it's weird because, you know, uh, I'm a person, I'm, I'm, I'm a very enthusiastic person. I mm-hmm. like doing a lot of things. And when I'm happy, I'm really happy. But then I was like suddenly feeling like, you know, I feel empty. Sometimes I don't feel anything at all. And it's starting to scare me because I was so scared that it's going to affect like you know, my relationships with other people as well, my job and everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you say that you started to feel nothing, um, can you um, draw a picture? Like how it is? What does it mean? You know, like 
you just wake up one day and you don't want to do anything. Nothing mm-hmm. excites you. You just want to stay in bed all day. You don't feel sad at all. You don't feel angry. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, it's like a black feeling blank, you know, when you're like staring into space and you're just like that. Mm-hmm. And then if anyone tries to talk to me, I get easily irritable and um, nothing excites me or interests me. Although I used to do a lot of like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then there are days also when I could not sleep at all. There were also days when all I wanted to do was sleep and not get out of my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I always feel, feel tired and restless. And whenever I choose to rest, I feel guilty about it, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's like conflicting emotions and feelings because you don't feel anything and then you you lie down, you don't do anything and then suddenly you're feeling guilty about it, you're feeling worthless mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's an inappropriate guilt because you don't really know what's happening or you don't really understand what your body is telling you. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Um, and I would yeah. say that... I, I agree with that. I just um, feel that these are the things that I have felt <laughs> for a long time. But um, I thought I was just insecure or yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. But um, apparently it's something that um, a lot of people are going through but yeah. not know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so was that happening to you while you are working? Uh, I would say it depends on the triggers. Sometimes it's work. I also have this content, constant stomach ache. Uh, but when I went, like I've seen a lot of doctors already. Uh, I've seen a gynae, I've seen a gastro and they all don't see anything. So my gastro just ruled out that I have irritable bowel syndrome and it's mm-hmm. caused by stress and anxiety. And I noticed that whenever I get anxious or stressed about anything, the first thing that my body tells me is, you know, I'm having stomach ache. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm have, And then it turns into a backache. And then, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's not just mentally and emotionally. It's also physically. And you, and it's tough because, like, if I've seen doctors for my body, like, wondering what's wrong with me. But then eventually it's just my depression and anxiety that's causing me all the pain and everything mm-hmm. our mind is really strong and when yeah. we shut down mentally our body is also telling us the same thing but we just yeah. think it is a physical pain yeah um have you opened up to someone about how you felt before going to the doctor and how did that i, I don't know if it made you feel better Uh, yes, I've only opened up to very few people like my husband, my sister, mm-hmm. and close cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with depression is no matter how much you open up, it seems like no one understands what you're going through. So you really have to find ways to help yourself get through it. And that's when I started seeing specialists. Mm-hmm. Of course, open, opening up helps, but it lets you, because it lets you release emotions and thoughts. So my advice is to never hesitate to open up to people that you trust. But mm-hmm. if you could, it's always best to seek professional help. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really a good advice. That's something that people shouldn't be um, ashamed of. Yeah. Uh, but I think there are 
I, I think that there are things that people are worried about. For example, yeah. um, of course, we are in a different um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a member of this postpartum uh, group. Yeah. And I joined it just because I'm thinking um, maybe there are people here who can relate or who feel the same. And yeah. in, in that group, I see a lot of moms asking um, or, or telling the story that they feel really terrible about not feeling connection to their their baby, for example, yeah. or just not feeling anything at all. But they are so afraid mm-hmm. to talk to a doctor because yeah. if they do, they're afraid that they need to be given um, medicine and they wouldn't be able to handle the side effects or mm-hmm. that they will be told that the baby should be taken away from them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, in your case, you are you, you don't have a kid. Uh, yeah, I don't have yet. Yeah. yeah, but how do you feel about um, medication? I, I'm curious about the difference between uh, moms and people who are not. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if that the, the approach with um, depression is the same. Do you also take medicine or not? Uh, so I have two ways of uh, for to help me cure this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is medications and one is therapies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's only a doctor who can give medicine and the therapy is separate with the therapist. Uh-huh. So um, the doctor told me and the therapist told me that they work hand in hand. If you worry about the side effects, you can openly talk to that to the doctor and tell tell him him or her everything that you're worried about. And you know, it's it's like it's like trusting your doctor with your body. It's it's also it's also the same with your mind. Mm-hmm. If, if you trust your doctors, you know, when you have flu or anything, then yeah, I, you might as well trust your doctors when it comes to your brain as well, right? Because yeah. they would know better, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, I, but honest, in all honesty, in all honesty, I was very scared as well to go mm-hmm. to see a specialist before. So because of the stigma that like, hey, you're depressed, you're mm-hmm. not thinking properly or you're like unstable and everything, but. Mm-hmm. It, it you you need courage to do it but and it takes time to have that kind of courage and i would say that if you don't have it yet don't pressure yourself to do it but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well i think that um many things about this although it's it sounds so easy to solve um yeah. it is not it takes a lot of courage and the time yeah. for you to finally be able to i would say let go that yeah. you know other people can help you you don't have to do it alone yeah medicine alone won't help if you don't help yourself so i also have to go for daily walks at least an hour you know soak up some sun have some sensory walk, like just focus on my surroundings mm-hmm. and like be like breathe in comfortably. So, and do whatever you do, whatever makes you happy. Cause like if you rely on medicine alone and you don't help yourself, I don't really think it's going to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and the walking i i think it releases some part of the brain that allows you to you know produce some happy uh, what is it called the happy, happy hormones. hormones right yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. do you feel that makes you feel better Yeah, I love walking. So I love going for sensory walks, like, you know, just noticing, taking photos of the surroundings. So mm-hmm. it, it helps me to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to do it every day, if not an hour, at least 30 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. good. By the end of this um, journey, you will be yeah. fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will be more fit, uh, you know, physically yeah. and mentally. Mentally, yeah. Yes. Um. For those who are, you know, uh, taking this uh, condition lightly, you know, and some people don't really believe that it exists, mm-hmm. what do you want to tell yeah. them? Uh, first of all, depression is real. It's mm-hmm. very real. We are not seeking attention. In all honesty, people who have it do not really want the attention. Yeah. And if we decided to speak up, uh, please know that it took us a lot of courage to do that. And mm-hmm. whenever a person says they have depression, please don't be so quick to judge or dismiss that person. You mm-hmm. can ask why you can ask why or how they're feeling that way. And because people who have it went through a lot of trauma in the past or you know they have experiences that triggering it and those keep traumas hunting us and it's not easy as it affects our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So if anyone you know opens up to you, please listen. You don't need to give any advice or anything. Just listen and be there for them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we just need to know that we have a strong support system we can always rely on. A system that is without judgments or bad intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that advice. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that many people are probably mm, hiding for some yeah. reason. Um, some people are highly functional but you know yeah. behind the scenes uh there are many things that we don't see and you know we mm-hmm. don't know what's going on yeah. so yeah let's uh, try as much as possible not to judge and just be a yeah. good listener yeah so that's about uh the questions that i have so yeah. to end this interview um what do you do uh in your daily life now that helps you uh keep it balanced and to help you with your you know happiness uh, your daily dose mm-hmm. of happiness <laughs> yeah so i i i'm quite busy it's funny because like people think that you when you have depression you know you're just being lazy and everything but busy people get depressed too mm-hmm. so uh i but first of first things first i pray you know i try to read the bible every day also because i feel like my faith my faith helps me the most i also love cooking so when i feel whenever i feel low i'd go to the kitchen and cook something or tidy the house and mm-hmm. uh, play and walk with my dog bubbles and of yeah. course i talk to people i love and trust yeah mm-hmm. uh it's it's i know it's really difficult to open up most of the time but you just really have to find the courage to do it find that Uh, like if you have a person that you th- you think understands you the most or you trust mm-hmm. uh just open up to them for me it's my husband yeah so if you could find a person that you could open up to mm-hmm. just open up it's tough sometimes because like 
people who don't experience depression, they really won't understand what you're talking about. But, you know, having a listening ear, just the thought of being heard would help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a simple hug or like just a simple tap at the back would, I think, makes makes me feel better. So I hope it'll make you feel better too. Mm-hmm. And just just have like daily mindful moments when where you have, you just sit there, you know, like, process things having your me time mm-hmm. and going for sensory walks would help i think because it helps me so yeah, yeah that's mostly yeah. about it and most of all just be grateful for who and what you are because mm-hmm. uh we're all a work in progress we'll yes. never be perfect but for sure for sure we're more than good enough and capable mm-hmm. so yeah. that is true and uh yeah. Yeah, it, it really helps to find the me time as well. Yeah. So that is something that probably, mm, I don't know, m- maybe some people would say that it is selfish to prioritize yourself. But yeah. I think that it's the most important thing to do in the beginning before, yeah. you know, starting to uh, spread joy <laughs> and yeah. um, think about others. So, yeah, the, be, yeah be mindful. Yeah, because you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay, well, thank you, Aisel, okay. for sharing yeah. your um, situation, your thoughts and experience on this one. It really helps yeah. to, to see that people are not alone and that mm-hmm. it's, it's okay that... Um, it's it, it's okay to to be in the situation as long as you also keep trying to you know make yourself better while also not being afraid to ask for help yes. thank you yeah thank you as well